0: Cora Chapter 8. Rarely did I visit with Cora on the weekends. Just too much to do. And it just, um, I don't know. There was really no reason. But one bright, sunny Saturday, I decided to pop in to see if she wanted to go to breakfast. I knew she wouldn't. But I wanted to go to breakfast and I really wanted her to join me. So I popped in, and uh, she did actually want to go to breakfast. She said, "But um, I have a requirement before we go. Uh, you have to agree to my terms." She said. Well, I'm buying," <laughs> I told her. If that's <laughs> the concern, she said, "No, no, no, no. We'll go Dutch." But my requirement for having breakfast out with you today is that we stop at the cemetery where my daughter is buried now her children were buried in different places so uh, today um, she specifically wanted to visit her daughter's final resting place so of course i said yes she said there's a there's a bench that someone constructed near the resting place of their loved one. And she said, when when I sit in it, I face directly toward my daughter's final resting place. And she said, it's, it's a place I don't go to that often because it's too painful. But when I do go, I... Feel close to my daughter, and I spend some time crying, and but I I uh, need to go and put flowers there, and and I want to talk to you about some things, and so I agreed, and off we went, and uh, the breakfast place we went to was kind of old school, uh, not a diner, but a. a a place that's called cafe you know it's it's not a restaurant it's a cafe c-a-f-e where you get a biscuit and eggs and you know home fries or a waffle or an omelet eggs benedict whatever you want for breakfast but it's also the kind of place that they serve breakfast all the time you can get Anything on their menu, all the time, and it's family owned. It's the kind of place where coffee's not that expensive, and it's not gourmet, it's not fancy. It's just Colombian coffee that is brewed strong enough, where you can add cream and it still has taste to it. So, off we went, and uh, to uh, to that and ordered our breakfast and um, I was very curious though I was very preoccupied during breakfast because Cora seemed preoccupied. Um, nothing major just um, a little distant a little more distant than normal so I, I wondered about this visit to the cemetery and, and and I was also curious should I stay in the car should I give her a long time what? Why would she want me to be there? I I was all during breakfast. I was consumed with unasked questions about the visit to the cemetery where her daughter was her final resting place. We finished our breakfast and we actually took coffee to go, and it was a bit of a drive to the. To the cemetery from from the cafe where we had breakfast and once again we didn't talk it was a silent silent ride i didn't feel like you know leading the the, the blazing the trail of conversation i felt this was all her journey today on this day rather of breakfast and the cemetery The funniest thing happened before we got there, and the time it took us to travel there, the sky began to get cloudy and then dark. It turned dark. And I feared it would begin to rain, the skies would open, the clouds would open up, and it would, because it looked very threatening, and that it would rain on her. We got there and it was a very beautiful cemetery hilly with a lot of trees, very well manicured. It was old and so it had tall headstones, not just the ones flat that they can easily mow over. It was very, very beautiful and peaceful and quiet, and there weren't too many cars there of people visiting. Akora had flowers. She had put them in the back seat when we got in the car to go to breakfast. And so when we got there, I remained behind the wheel and she got out and got the flowers. And then she opened, uh, she closed the door to the back seat and opened the passenger door again. And I thought, I was so confused. It's like, what's happening? But she leaned in and she said, come on, uh, come on, come with me. And I did, I was uneasy about it. I felt awkward and strange to, to be there at a time when things can get emotional at cemeteries, but I did, we got to the grave and it had one of those built in vases and there were dead flowers in it and she took them out and she put them in the bag where when she removed the new flowers. I sat down on the bench that she had referenced and watched her as she carefully trimmed each flower stem so they would fit so perfectly into the vase. And then, from her oversized bag, she took out a, a, a small thermos and she poured water into the vase. And I could see her lips moving, but I. I couldn't tell what she was saying, nor did I want to know. So I looked away and I let my mind wander about all of the the families coming and seeing their loved ones and how hard it is. And in time, she came over to join me. And she said, do you remember when I talked about the death of my son that was killed tragically in the accident? Of course I did. And the certain guilt there and wondering about karma visiting you. She said, as I've already said, I, I did so many things for my beloved daughter, my beautiful daughter, that I love so very much. And there wasn't anything I wouldn't do for her, really any of my children. But she was the one that called on me to test the very core of my beliefs, my morality, my heart and soul, because as a teen, she had become pregnant. Abortion was not legal. She did not want the baby, and I tried, Cora said, to talk her out of it, to to go away if she didn't want people to know and have the baby and we could adopt it or she could or say we adopted it put it up for adoption many other avenues but she didn't want to put her body through it she was young she was at the beginning of she she hadn't quite reached of age she was not quite 18 and she did not want this to to happen to her So Cora said, I searched my soul through her, my, her daughter's sobbing tears, she said. My daughter needed me in a life-changing way. And she said, I only thought of one thing that I had to help her. And she said, I did. I arranged for an illegal abortion, Cora said. And not a day goes by that I don't think about it to this day, she said. The illegal abortion almost killed her daughter. It was a a rainy, stormy night, she said, when the doctor that had been recommended to her for these sorts of things at that time arrived she said I I sat in the kitchen drinking coffee and smoking and I could hear the whimpers and the cries of my daughter and she said I so wanted to rush in and stop it or help and she said it was the worst night of my life one of the worst nights of my life she said and when it was all over the actual procedure. She paid the doctor and he left. And for days and days and days, her daughter clung to life. Barely, she said, she barely survived. She said, so the fact that abortion should be legal is a given because women will have them, young girls will have them much younger, she said, than my daughter was at the time. They will have them, and they need to be safe, and they need to be professionally done. But she said, at my heart of heart, I knew that we had ended a, a life, as it were. We had ended, this. we had terminated this pregnancy, And Corey said, I don't, I don't believe that it, 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 in the first months, she said, I, I think it is a mass of cell and energy kind of thing. But as it goes on and it really does become at the end, it, then it is a human. And she said, I'm so conflicted and I was conflicted and I am conflicted, she said, but I knew what we did that night would be forever with us. And it was, she said to my daughter, and it is to me and she said, is karma coming at me? Has it come out at me in my lifetime? And handed me the loss of my children because of my hand in an illegal abortion? in what would have been a grandchild? The only grandchild that that I ever would have had, as it turned out. So coming here and seeing her, I need to do it, she said, and I I need to talk to her and I need to, to find peace about this illegal abortion and how it changed so much in our lives but she said at the age I am now I know that will never happen I will never find that peace and I will never know for sure there's no way to know if what has happened to me during my life is because of the actions that I took on behalf of my beloved daughter she answered the question that I knew was on my face, but it was an ask. She said, Would I do it again? And she paused a very, very long pause, looked over toward the grave of her daughter and said, Yes. Yes, I would.